0: gents, we're in the middle of June, it's cold, it's rainy, you're tired, you're halfway through the season, you're probably carrying a niggle, your missus is on your case because you're not spending enough time at home, well this is where our sponsor, Yorkshire Hotel, can help you out. They've got food, so you don't need to cook. They've got a fireplace, so it's always going to be warm, and it's got a nice little decor that's kind of in between homestead, Airbnb, getaway, but they also have a plethora of TVs, so you can also watch the footy. And can't kill two birds with one stone. So if you're in a tough pickle this weekend, it's a long weekend as well. So if you need somewhere to go watch the game, head down to the Yorkshire Hotel, great wines, great beers, great food, great fireplace, make a date night and free night all in one, two birds one stone, the Yorkshire Hotel. Baz, how you doing, mate?
1: Um, yeah, look, last weekend we had a pretty good weekend on the punt, really. We had we an are, absolutely stellar we weekend. a of bets, but... It could have been a lot better. All right. So let's get straight into it. From the top, Baz's
0: rants. I'm going to give you an allotted period of time to get some stuff off your chest about a couple of teams. Yep. And then we'll also give the people what they want, which is detailed, rational analysis. So <laughs> 90 seconds, two minutes to Baz go off the, off, off the blast, and then we'll actually break it down and tell you what went wrong with Port Adelaide and West Coast on the weekend.
1: Well, Port Adelaide, fair nick Are they serious? At the start of the year, everyone was pumping them up, like bit like Essendon. They, they beat teams. They beat teams they should beat. But when they come up against a team that, you know, uh, actually, they should, no, they don't even beat teams they should beat. They're too flippy-floppy, wishy-washy. They rock up at home. They beat Adelaide in a thriller they should have won by more. Then they, you know, they lose to Essendon. They lose the Hawthorne. You've got players that choose when they want to play good footy and they're too up and down and their coach is all about, you know, oh, following procedures, blah, blah, blah. But it's no good. They're no good. I'm off them. They're at the top of my shit list. I'm off. They're, they're done. Absolutely done? Absolutely done. They're cooked. They won't win the flag, won't make top four, and they'll just scrape into the finals and everyone will go, oh, well, and put it out, it'll be done. And they won't do anything for another. They're, they're, oh. they're the next Richmond, I reckon, 80-odd years before they win. Wowzers! All right, so Their that's, culture's
0: stuffed. So based on their performance in the weekend, what what went wrong? Obviously, our... 24 points, which if you're with certain bookmakers, shout out to the ones that do it, you end up winning that bet anyway. So that was yep. always a good little consolation prize. Yep. Um, but what? Yeah. How they go from being up 24 in the first quarter to missing out on a close win? I'm
1: pretty sure they win the footy because you look at the stats they had they only had 30 inside 50s to so Hawthorne's 55, 60. So that says something there. Like obviously Hawthorne had more of the footy, went inside 50 a lot more, and probably should have beaten them by more. Yeah, it really worries me that Port Adelaide's four line doesn't really function regularly. Uh, I know they've got a few injuries as well. And their midfield, I, I think they're... I think we talk, spoken about it earlier in the year. They're very one-paced. They're a lot of inside mids. You who know, can win the footy. They've got nothing on the outside, like no silk, no no cleanliness, unless um, Robbie Gray has an absolute you know, quarter like it against Adelaide. They're very one-dimensional. they you know, they've got a young back that's doing all right. They've got a very good ruckman and rider. But, yeah, going forward, they like that bit of X-Factor. Uh, and through the midfield, they definitely like that X-Factor. They've got lots of, you know, like Ollie Wines and Pepper and Gray and those boys who can win the footy, Boak, uh, Rockcliffe. But they don't give them lots of leg speed out of stoppages. They don't use the footy really well. You know, they're not top users of the footy. So I think, just, I think that's why they got like They wanted that outside run, that, that use. But, you know, as he did at Geelong, he's very... Inconsistent. When he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, you don't you don't see him. It's unsighted. So maybe they need to reevaluate where they're at there and probably go after someone a bit, you know, or drafting someone who can add that. Uh, I know they've tried Need a few times. Hasn't really worked. And yeah, Jack Watts probably hasn't been. He's just an, an average player at AFL level. I feel sorry for him. It's not his fault. He was drafted number one, but he's just, you know, he's a decent AFL football. He's not, never going to be the A grade football that everyone probably. Wants Thought him to be, be yeah. yeah. Wants him to be. So, yeah. so on
0: that, do you think that Ken Hinkley needs to change his strategy a little bit? The Port Adelaide system seems to be based on uncontested possession, but if not an ultra silky user of the football, and many of the Port Adelaide guys aren't, then do they need to go more that meters game, Richmond style, that crash and bash, get it forward and lock it down, or can they can they rebuild their list to match Hinkley's?
1: game style. They either need to rebuild their list to match the game style, or they change their game style to a Richmond style, to a even like a Sydney style. You know, congestion win the win the footy. But even Sydney, they have a, a Jones or a McVeigh or um, a Haywood or a, a, a Fox lately. A, who else is there? They've got, they've got plenty they've of got players. Yeah, Rowan, yeah. can you know get on the outside of it and deliver a footy. I mean, even Towers pop. Up at times, you know, Kieran Jack and those sorts of blokes—they got the inside muscle as well. So yeah, they're probably and even like Richmond. I, mean, I, you know, I hate Richmond as much as anyone, but you know, you had Shane Edwards around the mix and you know Hawley and those sorts of bloke. Grig, like they get the outside pill and they use it pretty mm-hmm. well, and they don't need a lot of speed. They got enough to get away from a from a stoppage, who, Martin or anyone wins it, and you know, break the line a bit and use their good kicking skills. So. Yeah, I just think they need to adapt a little bit, and obviously their effort goes up and down. So you know, we talk a lot about effort, and it's funny because it doesn't change from under-19s footy to AFL. All the coaches want is effort. If you can give you that effort when you're in footy, it's you know something. Hachi talks a lot about Brighton, and I, I, I'm all about it. And uh, yeah, I think they don't they don't bring that effort every week. You'll see them against a good side. They, like you, you'll see them against Sydney, and you, then you watch them against Hawthorn, and you think, well. Oh, how are they just so polar opposite? Yeah. No.
0: And you make a valid point that with that effort comes to our second uh, bad beat of the week, and that was, of course, with West Coast. They didn't lose to St. Kilda. They won by 18 points, but they were up by plenty at three-quarter time. Absolute and We thought, here we go in Nostradamus-Baz's massive bet of three teams to score between 61 and 75, regardless of the fact that g West. Absolutely smoked that yeah, on would, Sunday. Yeah, it
1: would have, would have gone into the Sunday thing? would have gone into
0: the Sunday. We could have cashed out. There were so many options in play. Instead, West Coast took the foot off the gas and let St. Kilda find some form. They kicked seven goals in the quarter, which is more than what they usually kick in a game. How much of that is St. Kilda taking the opportunity to play some good footy? How much of that is the Eagles letting us down as punters, but themselves down? And, you know, at the end of the day, they need to finish top two. We all know that they can't play at the G. Yep. They need to avoid that at all costs until the big dance. Will they come back to bite them? And are they are they becoming a little bit complacent in where they are in the AFL system?
1: Well, as a coach, I wouldn't want my team finishing like that a week before a bye because it was very very flat. And I I, I reckon Simpson would have gone in there going, "Hey boys, what was that?" Because most coaches would have. So, securely being one, of, I think they're the lowest scoring team in the AFL apart from probably the doggies. They struggled the last three or four weeks to kick goals. And you know, even last week, they kicked a bit more accurately. But then in the West Coast, again, they kicked accurately again, which is great because they've been all over the shop lately. But then they kicked seven goals to three-quarter time and then seven goals in a quarter. It just baffled me. And surely, like, the runner would have been going out or you know, leaders in the West Coast group would have said, all right, let's just win the footy for a bit, tempo it down, congest it, slowly the game down because you know, they, they should practice those sorts of things. I mean, even, again, like, at, at local footy, you're up by 10 goals. With five, 10 minutes to go, 15 minutes to go, even, you send the runner out. You go, all right, let's just work on some tempo footy. Let's just lock it down. So when we do have a game where we're five points up or six points up, the players know what to do. You can send the message out and get them to respond. So surely they would have done something like that or could have done, but they didn't. It just stayed open, end to end footy, and St Kilda just took them apart. The and obviously, a lot of West Coast players are thinking, Got the week off. you I'm about to go away for holiday for a week. Don't have to train this week. What am we going to do next Saturday? I was thinking about that, and a bit of self-preservation kicked in, which is not good because as soon as that starts to happen, you lose games of football that they need to win.
0: And it is it is strange to give a team that is ten and one a whack, and they still got the they still got the four points, obviously. But again, if they are premiership contenders, they're the things that the real kind of team first, goal first, premiership focused teams don't do. That's the thing that Richmond wouldn't have done last year. They like, would have got beaten when yeah. they got beaten properly. Yeah, last year they, they wouldn't have, done have it. they wouldn't have clocked
1: off. Last year they wouldn't have done it. But you've seen this year a couple of games Richmond have especially against like North Melbourne and uh, even against St Kilda a couple of weeks ago, they, they switched they weren't really on for the whole game. They played one maybe one and a half good quarters of footy and it was good enough to put away the team. Uh, especially against North they keep like five goals a zip in that second quarter and against the Kilda as well, level pegging, and then they booted away late. Yeah, I just, look, they're allowed the do they won the flag. They're, they're set in stone as West Coast of- going to sur- a point still. Yeah, they surprised everyone, don't you wrong, and they're going great, they've won ten, what, 10 in a row or something, and they're on top of the ladder going into the bar, but, you know, they're still going to win over a few people just because they beat Richmond at, at, at home, that's good on them, but, you know, Richmond don't travel, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Little jive there, uh, yeah. So for me, I just think that they really they let themselves down, and, I, and I, I'm I'm pretty confident that you know as a playing group and stuff like that, and the leaders, they would have looked into that and hopefully they address it after the bike. I think they got a, a bit of a tougher draw coming up a little bit. <laughs>
0: We have hit the buy rounds. Round 12 is the midway point of the season, so it's time to check in and go back into our time machine and work out where we're sitting in terms of our pre-season over-under wins predictions. We did what many won't dare to do and predict the wins of each of the clubs in the 2018 season, then go straight from top to bottom. We'll have a bit of a elongated stops on some interesting talking points with some teams that have either proved us wrong Prove this right, or have a, a question mark around what's going to happen for the rest of the year, and we'll kind of glaze over the ones that are obvious in their results. So starting from the top, our first focus team is Adelaide. Pre-season, their over/under wins was 15 and a half. They're currently sitting on six. So again, the things that people excuse them for are injuries. They've had plenty of those. Maybe the mental fatigue of losing the grand final. However, second half of the season, they've got five home games out of 11. But to offset that, they've got games against West Coast, Richmond, Geelong, Melbourne, Port, and the Giants. You went unders, I went overs. 16 wins looks almost impossible now.
1: No chance. They, won't do, they even,
0: do they even make finals?
1: They struggle to make finals. They've probably got five winnable games. Like, most of, you, you match up against like Geelong and Richmond and West Coast and, that, and GWS now as well. And you say they're 50-50 games. There's five games now. you go, tick. Like They should beat Hawthorne. Uh, they should beat Fremantle, even with their injuries. But, yeah, i can only really see them winning five, maybe six games. So that gives them 12 wins. Probably sneaks them in the finals. But, yeah, their injury list is massive. And I think, they, you know, you keep hearing about players leaving. So they lost Lever last year. they got Sloan and uh, Lynch so far this year. They haven't um, left yet. They haven't left yet. There's lots of speculation. I, I, I,
0: there's mail. There's not. There's speculation. There's, there's mail. legitimate mail out there saying that sloane has
1: gone at the end of the year. And Lynch. And Lynch. Because they won't offer it, so they've got to look at. I mean, I know they've got a set way on, they want how they want to pay players and stuff like that. But
0: they want to pay them unders.
1: Yeah, and they, but they're going to keep losing players, and they will never get anywhere. And I don't think their drafting has been great. I know they're definitely after a couple of the top Adelaide bo- South Australian boys this year uh, who were just absolute jets and their dominating sample was 18-year-olds. So maybe they get rid of those blokes just to, you know, get the, get the draft picks to get them in. But yeah. It sounds like
0: a weird strategy, though, to get rid of your best midfielder for the sake of a draft pick when you were the grand finalist the before.
1: Yeah, well, I, I reckon they, I still reckon they really miss Charlie Cameron because... Eddie Betts can't do it all in their foreline line with that X factor and that chase and pressure because no one else does it really for him.
0: And Cameron's a great transition player as well. Yeah, so. he'd
1: start off the back of the square and just, you know, or at the back of the stoppage and just run through and get it and gain an extra 100 metres or get it over the top in the four line. And you see how good he's been at Brisbane. I think he's probably at six or seven five veterans this year. But, yeah, I just don't see him winning more than probably 11 or 12 games and they might just sneak into the finals and... Yeah, injuries haven't helped but I think there's a few other things going on at that club that they need to address fair enough so that's a tick to
0: Baz probably and a cross for Gordo and that's about all we're going to get over me I reckon in this one our next focus team is Brisbane so pre-season they're over under with six and a half they currently have one win but everyone's very optimistic about Brisbane so they play a nice style of footy out of those bottom three sides so you have got Carlton, Brisbane and probably Gold Coast and Kilda so that's four bottom sides they play the best brand of footy They've been competitive in pretty much every single game this year. They've lost a lot of games so they probably should have grabbed, the Port Adelaide one being one, the Secura yep. one in round one as well. Ooh. So back half of the season, they have six home games, a trip to Perth, a trip to Tassie, a trip to Geelong, and a trip to Melbourne. So they need to get five more wins to cover. We both went overs on them. We were both pretty bullish about the rebuild and the new the new kind of coaching staff there, yep. the introduction of Hazard on-field leader. Can they find five to six more wins?
1: They probably win two. They've got two against. I reckon they might win this week against Essendon. Yeah. They're in a good shout at home. They're a good shout. They play Carlton. I'm pretty sure they got St against again. So there's three. It's whether they can steal another one along the way. Maybe a Gold Coast. That gives you four. And I think they play West Coast and Geelong and a few other teams late as well. Look, I reckon they'll probably end up struggling to get there. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably. Again, just on a team that they've had a few close games and they probably should have won them, but just lacking that bit of polish, that bit more of a composure, that bit of experience throughout the whole team. Like, they've obviously got a few players that have got that experience and composure, but they're a largely a young team, so, and, and we've got some players that are getting more games into them and, and going pretty well, and, uh, you know, they'll they'll knock off someone like a Geelong or something like that as well, don't get me wrong, but they might lose a game at Carlton yeah. or Gold Coast, so. And I think at the start of the
0: year, losing those games to St. Kilda and Port really set them back, because especially Fagan would obviously be such a a process-focused coach at the moment, with this young squad being like, regardless, like, let's forget scoreboard, every quarter we go there, we're trying to achieve our goals, but you can sell that message so much better if you have a W next to your name, or a couple of Ws early in the season, whereas I had to wait so long to get that singular win, kind of, the the kids especially begin like, oh, like, he says I have to be cracking every single time, but like, what what's the point I'm going to lose anyway and then you kind, of, you kind of flail off towards the end of matches whereas now having grabbed that massive win against Hawthorne they can be like no no actually Fags is 100% right let's actually make sure we're cracking in 100% of the time doing little things making sure we're on the rehab making sure we're not staying out too late all those little things going on, this is worth it for this six month period well, because we actually might get some payoff not oh I'll play for Brisbane we're going to win
1: one or two games there's also a bit of a pattern emerging with Brisbane they're in a game and they're really good for two or three weeks, and they have like one massive drop off. So they had it against uh, Richmond a few weeks back, then they're good again, and they've just had another one against Northbound on the weekend. So I, don't, I think yeah, they're playing this week. I think they've got the buy after that. So you, it'll be interesting to see how they go this week. If they get up, I reckon they'll be up again for a couple of weeks, and uh, you just got to watch for their drop game.
0: Now, on to some uh, more kind of straight down the road teams. Carlton pre season prediction was six and a half. They currently have one. They're going way under. We predicted that. Our bet's on track there. And they're where everyone thought they would be. Only talking point here is a quick one. How long can Bolton keep just saying, oh, it's part of the process we're rebuilding? Like one wins not enough.
1: No, it's not. It's below par, really. They should be getting at least four, five. I mean, it's still a half season go. But you go by history the last few years. They get worse in the back After Yeah, after the buy, they drop right off. Uh, and you know he's gonna be under pressure next year a lot if they're not winning games. Well, he's only on a year-to-year contract, remember? No, no, no he signed in 2020. They extended him to oh, 2020. Okay. They signed that that two-year deal in 2021, or it was. They signed into a longer-term deal to stop that media speculation. Speculation. Uh, it, you know, I think I still think they're on the right track, but you'd want to start getting some wins and not be another Mark Neil.
0: Exactly, and also because. The guys are really talented. And we saw that even on the week against Sydney. They've got some amazing players in that team, just not a whole squad. And then that's when that's when the Crips thought like going, "Oh, hey, hey Melbourne, hey US, hey whoever who wants to pay some big dollars for the Crips boy." Yeah, and so, and you don't want that to happen. You want to have a want to have a, a a clear pathway where the team can go. No, actually we hang around together, there's a chance we might grab a flag or play finals or just be a good club it's, it's where we wake up each day being like, yeah, let's
1: go to footy. I was watching the, the game of the night and I noticed it. And then it was actually brought up by, uh, I think it was Matty Lloyd on Monday night. Uh, they, had, it's a, they were in the game at time, I think they were even leading or just off to one or two points. And then they started the first eight or nine minutes of the last quarter, uh, third quarter with no Liam Jones who was playing pretty good footy and it was another key player off it. I can't remember who it was. It might have been a Kurnow, and that's when Sydney got all the ascendancy. Hmm. So you can't tell me you didn't you took off a player, didn't start him in the second half, left him off for so long on a ground like the SCG where it's pretty easy to get people on and off. to so small. Didn't think you'd bring him back on before in that first eight, seven or eight minutes where Sydney got the the momentum. Hmm. So you got to question what's going on with Bolts, and maybe there's a reason on it, but it was. Punishment or something like that, I just, yeah, for me, I didn't like it. So they'll win that game and they, and they I mean, they missed some easy shots as well. They, keep, I think it was five set shots within 30 metres that third quarter they missed. So yeah. that doesn't help either.
0: No, not at all. And they'll be down the bottom of the ladder again. A team that's on the massive improve. We predicted this one as well. Collingwood pre season over under was 10.5. They're currently on seven. They're basically there. It's been a great half of the season. After a rocky start, first two rounds were like, oh, Collingwood again. They can't go forward. They can't kick it inside 50. What's the point? They may as well not have even played. And now they're the third highest scoring team. So obviously Demons are way ahead, so are the Tigers, and then the Pies and the Eagles are pretty much neck and neck in that third spot. Back end for Collingwood, they've got plenty of games at the G seven in fact, and they'll have a trip to the Gold Coast, Sydney, and Fremantle. The Pies are back in finals. Happy times yep. down no. at the uh, Victoria Park. I hope
1: so. That's all I'm going to say.
0: And we uh, picked it up there. Oh, Baz got very nervous there. Another one more enjoyable for the Baz here. The Bombers, Essendon, pre-season was 12 and a half. And go back and find that episode zero of the season 2018 because we laughed at this. We laughed at 12 and a half. We called BS on the hyped up people they brought into that club. They had a couple of season-reviving wins already this season, the Bombers, but we know that they're not much chop. Who, talking of chop, however, that's Warsfold If he survives this season, I'll go boo. They've got West Coast, Richmond, and Sydney, as well as Port Adelaide, Point. and a trip to the Gold Coast, and then Conwood at home at the MCG. A very tricky back end. We went unders and massive unders. That will be an absolute moral. And uh, Bombers are cooked. Another team that's pretty cooked Fremantle, over under, was eight and a half. They're currently on four. So technically they're halfway there, but I don't see them getting to nine wins. Not
1: they were the last two weeks, no chance.
0: What do you make of a uh, lion flossing in the box? Is that just a massive beat-up or is that oh, that's a natural yeah, issue? it's a beat-up.
1: Yeah. I wish I could be that relaxed coaching. It would make things so much easier.
0: But also like relaxed coaching team is pretty average.
1: Yeah, and you drop When block. your
0: Bramley Medalist goes missing and starts elbow on blokes yeah, and we'll your most
1: leading possession get it just goes completely off the boil. We'll talk about them yeah. a bit more when we go through the game, but yeah, it's something that up there as well.
0: Yeah well, your,
1: yeah. well unders. So now our next focus team is Geelong.
0: This was a hotly contested debate at the start of the season. Their over under was fourteen and a half. They're currently on seven. You and I both went unders and heavy unders. We sold all of our Geelong stock before the start of the season. We thought that Gary was too old. We thought that we're going to play him forward, and they didn't. They played him in the midfield. He's been racking up the possies. Everyone's loving him after last week, and we essentially gave the big two middle fingers to the Suns. Five more games in Geelong is a massive up for them, and 11 games left. The four others are in Melbourne. So they've got nine in Victoria. Surely they make finals. Are they a sniff for top four? And do they get 15 wins? No. They don't get 15 wins? No. They can't find eight out of 11? No. Any analysis that go with that? Or just pure no, hatred just for the
1: so don't think they, They've changed their game style. They, they play a slow possession, kick-kick, uh, don't score highly. So, yes, they score heaps against Gold Coast. Whoop-de-doo, anyone can. But you see them against the better teams... It'll be just like against Collingwood, slow play, slow play. It's deliberate because they get scored against a lot. So and they don't they don't trust their back line. So he's changed the game plan. It's more of a not a free style of, you know, congestion and defence. It's more of a we we want to keep the footy, they keep the ball a bit more. It's a uh, it's hardwick. Old school Richmond style. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of early day Clarkson. Yeah, but it's But it's, without
0: that, any kind of any kind of flair or Yeah, exactly.
1: So, so and they've obviously lost Sav and they, don't, they won't score enough to put away teams. So we saw against Essendon, Essendon got the jump on them. They couldn't make it up. And if they play a decent team and it, they keep it to 60 apiece, well, it still leaves, leaves a game for losses. we saw with Fremantle when they were going through it secure when they were playing that sort of style, it does leave you open. It, it doesn't work in finals. It's been proven. I
0: would say getting to a grand final for both of those clubs you mentioned suggests that it does work just means you just don't win the big trophy at the end of the year. And that'd be fair enough for Geelong. I think they'd take that. Next focus team is Gold Coast. Your man, child, crush. Dewey Dew. Their preseason prediction was 5.5. Their current wins is 3. So they're halfway there. We both went overs, and we were quite excited about the, uh, the big barrel up north, getting it done for the Suns. They're the league's lowest scorer by some margin. They're worse than St. Kilda. They're worse than the Doggies. They've actually... Led a bunch of points against them as well. They come face-to-face with Sydney, Melbourne, and Richmond in the next month. Is their season done before we even get to July?
1: No, they'll get there because they've got a lot of games back end at home. So I reckon they'll get there. They'll yeah. just sneak over.
0: They're awesome. We'll collect the overs in on that one. We both went overs. Get it done for us, Stewie Jew. Greater Western Sydney, a team we talked about a lot this year already. Their over-under was 14.5. They're currently five wins and a draw. People are saying don't write them off because they beat Adelaide last week. I say get your big, fat, the fattest red text you've got and go through it till you can't read it no more. Yep. They, are, they are done, and if they make finals, I'll be very, very surprised.
1: They won't sneak in, but, yeah, put your marker through them, through Adelaide, and uh, there's another team about to come up with so put your marker through.
0: Oh, hello. Are you saying put your marker through Hawthorne? Yeah, definitely. They can't win the flag. No, they can't win the flag, but all they need to do is win 11. They've currently won six. They won't win 11. So you went unders, I went overs. I won't play finals. They won't win 11.
1: No.
0: I don't know about that. So they have to go to GUS. They have to go to Fremantle. They oh, have to go to maybe. Sydney.
1: Loss.
0: And Sydney's in the last round. Other than that, they have eight games against sides who are currently below them on the ladder. Eight below them on the ladder. Yeah,
1: that's
0: right. They need to win four or five to cover.
1: They won't win four
0: uh, I'm gonna be very happy when they get there.
1: Bring up this sound clip in round 23. Uh, we'll
0: be we, 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 reviewing it, mate. Another team that we both had split views on. Melbourne, Melbourne was your love team last year, and you sold all your stock. You sold all your stock at unders. You but, said, "I don't want to do this. It's all no, dead." No, no, they're, they're and still, then, and still. then I went, "No, nah, no, nah, Melbourne, I'll get, I'll, I'll buy that stock." So I bought the stock off you. I went overs on 13 wins. You went unders. Not only so they have a percentage of 140.2. They are a, almost a top four lock. They've got six more games in the MCG, and then they have two trips to Adelaide, you're a trip to Perth,
1: here. You're the a Kool-Aid. trip to
0: Geelong, and a trip to Darwin.
1: Drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: They've got eight wins already. They need five more to cover. They yeah. get five more wins. They probably get the
1: five more, but you're still drinking the Kool-Aid on them. They finish top four shortly. Oh, they probably end up finishing seven, like last, or missing out like last year. There's that no way. Same, they've, got, they've, got, same. they've got eight
0: wins. They're not missing out on
1: finals. Oh, they might—they might see him. Oh,
0: the hatred is beautiful here. North Melbourne, the absolute surprise packet. The preseason over under here was six and a half. They currently have seven. So egg on our face, but egg on everyone's face. If anyone can come in and slide into my DMs on Twitter and tell me that you thought that North would play funnels this year. I'll go boo, and no one did, and don't pretend you did. And, and yeah, if, if you didn't
1: do it, make sure you got proof.
0: Yeah, of it. yeah. I want to hear a soundbite that's, that's that's time coded. I want to see a screenshot, a, of a a screenshot with yeah. a newspaper date to prove it, because yeah. you're gonna be lying. You're lying. Don't lie to me. Port, we've already mentioned they need fourteen and a half to cover. They're currently on six. We both went over. Put a big fat. We text need up. eight out of twelve. Del- it's not gonna happen. Delete them. No. Delete. That's a loss for us. That's pretty bad. Richmond fourteen and a half, and we mentioned this at the start of the season was massive unders for the running premiers. They've already got nine. They play every game of the MCG basically. They're going to cover that with ease. They're going to finish top two. And right now, if they're not your favourites for the grand final and the premiership, you're an idiot because they're at the MCG at yeah, least. They're, they're the best. They team should in be the
1: premiership favourites. Absolutely.
0: St Kilda. I have no idea how their over-under at the start of the season was nine and a half. They currently have one win, one draw, and why the newspaper every day isn't Alan Richardson is in the guillotine, I have no idea, well, other that, the fact that no one cares about St. After Kevin.
1: their last quarter, they're trying to pump them up again, so they're back. They're back? Again, people, stop drinking the Kool-Aid. They're no good. No good football club. We
0: said we said they're unders, and we've basically won that already. There's no way they win nine of the next eleven. Sydney, focus team for us here, pre-season over-under was 16. They're currently halfway there with 8. They are perennial finalists. They will make finals, obviously, again this year. They won't get the 16. They've got a challenging last month. So they run into the finals with Collingwood, Melbourne, Giants and Hawthorne. Do they finish top four, though?
1: Yeah, they win the four of those games.
0: So they'll sneak in the top four but won't get that 16. So won't be top
1: two. No, they missed our top two. They'll sneak in top four. They're good enough to finish top four. They'll start managing a few players. They've already done it with Kieran Jack this week. They're they're, they're still a good team. Very yeah. good team. And even if they
0: finish top four, we'll go out for the Grand Final because yeah, they just we'll, do it. They we'll, just do
1: it every year. They were my premiership tip this year. So yeah. it's on the podcast. So yeah. yeah. we also said port as well though, so. No, you said port. I jumped on your bandwagon. But you started with Port, I went with Sydney. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Another team we got
0: horrendously wrong, West Coast pre season prediction, overrunners was 10.5. They're currently on 10. And if uh, we win this under's bet, they'll be amazing. Okay, uh, we North, thought.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll North Melbourne if you use it. Yeah,
0: we thought they'd be no good. They've actually been probably the best team. They are still flat track bullies to an extent, but they are winning away now you've got to learn. Just sort of teach them how to wear the G Simpson. Once you do that, you probably will have a big trophy in your hand and probably a big pay rise as well. A team that I did not buy into. Put it on record, Baz bought Bulldogs stock at the start of the year. He said they're going to win more than 12 games, and he is a fool because this one is the biggest hangover of after a premiership ever. A hangover so big that half the list died. Like, they're not playing AFL football anymore. Their over-under was 12 wins. They're currently on four. They'll be lucky to get eight. Do they win again this year? That's my question. Right, they'll win
1: one game, but they can't score. I don't... I, they can't score. I don't... Who do they beat? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at... Like, they I didn't, even, I didn't even bother looking at their fixture because...
0: They're They're, they're putrid.
1: They're, they're so cooked. There's lots of things going on with player murmurings and stuff like that. And hopefully I, it all comes out in the wash eventually. But yeah, Beveridge gets his own way. He pretty much runs that club. So, you know, nothing gets released or anything unless he signs off on it apparently. So, yeah, it's interesting times down at the Dog, Dog Kennel. Yeah, absolutely. So after that, our pre-season over-under tally
0: check-in. Baz is currently on 8 out of 18 with five 50-50s still in play, which sees you have a return on investment of minus 18.5%. Gordo, however, has 10 out of 18. Counts to be positive with Melbourne and Hawthorne and five 50-50s in play, currently at 2.78% return on investment. What Baz needs to happen in the back half of this year is for Melbourne and Hawthorne to stink it up and the Dogs to win 8 of their last 11, and then you will take the win. <laughs> Speaking of kitty check-ins, it's time to check in around 11 punts, and we had a pretty good weekend. We did. We were a bit shotgun, we didn't get many uh, multiple ones, but what we did get was one in each category. So our best bet, we had Port to win and they choked and we have put a big red pen through them. Enough about Port. Still filthy. But Melbourne to win the fourth quarter, and I will keep on saying it because I was so annoyed when people called me out. These quarter bets are legit. You can laugh at me being a and saying, oh, who bets on you know who will win the third quarter? Gordo does and he gets you the cash. Melbourne won the fourth quarter by plenty and uh, money, money in the jam jar. So thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. That's a one from two of our best bets, and we maintain a 25% return on investment. So uh, you can thank us at the end of the season. Value bets, we had port again, 139. Perhaps we should diversify our portfolio net for this round, but uh, that loss, obviously. But Baz, Nostradamus Baz over here, Carlton, 61 to 75, scraped it in. 61 points against the Swans, you beauty, at $4.50. Bada bing, a boom. The rest of the Ruffy fell down, though, so the Nostradamus meme was just a meme after all, but it did get some hilarious traction on That was, that
1: was uh, a Facebook. roughy, yes. Yeah. So the Carlton was one of the favorites, yeah. 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 And the yeah,
0: it yeah, didn't get up, but could've. it could have. It could have, it uh, could have. Or we could have cashed out if St. Kilda wasn't let off the leash. But, again, the quarter bets for the win. North Melbourne won the qu- first quarter against Brisbane, easily, but then Brisbane won the fourth quarter, and that gave you $5.75 return, and that means that our values and roughies are up 61.41% for the year. That is way better than bank interest. You won't find that anywhere on the stock market, ladies and gents. That means subscribe to our Twitter. It is at SC underscore mag underscore Oz. Go there for our best bets, or head straight to our direct DMs. That is at Barrel underscore Randall and at Hunter G Meredith. And we will be providing you with the hot, hot heat to make sure you get some winners. No multis yet, but we've only won off this week. And Port's been pushed to the line. It's going to happen. Keep following. Keep backing their in. Because when it does, you'll cover the whole year in one foul weekend. All right, Baz. Round 12 previews kicking us off on Friday Night. We actually have a legitimate Friday Night Blockbuster. Well, we did until we crossed one team out. But anyway, hosting is Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. They are, for some very strange reason, $1.74 favorites against the running premiers, the mighty Richmond Tigers, $2.10 outsiders. You know why, you know why? this
1: has been flipped? So, it was, at the start of the week, this is the other way around. Hmm. But it's dusty been flipped because of Dusty.
0: Hmm. Dusty, who's been carrying an injury, has been quite as. Has had no impact on our last three wins. And for some reason, because taking a, day, a week off for injury.
1: And going to New and Zealand. Going to New Zealand. he's going yeah, three weeks, I think. But oh, just, uh, I'm, I'm still pissed off at Port, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but Richard Winis and $2.10 is great value, and I, I'll be sitting at home cheering on Richmond, and if Port get up, <laughs> i tell you what, they're already at the top of my shit list. They could go in uncharted territory. Well,
0: I actually think that, again... Port, Port has no angle in this one. So our best players have not been our main players. It hasn't been Dusty. It hasn't really been Cochin It hasn't even been Rewalt. It's been Caddy. It's been Titch. It's been our so-called fringe players or second-rangers. They're becoming our A-graders as well. We are much better than we were last year, so look at the rest of the comp. Some quick stats for you. Richmond have won two of their last three meetings at Adelaide Oval. We only yeah. lost that one, so, the, the grand final rematch, which, you know, is what it is. We average one hundred and two points this year. No one's matching that, and uh, the unders has saluted in five of the powers last six games because they can't find points. Tip Richmond, take Richmond, and uh, yeah.
1: And if Port seriously, if Port do win? They won't. Doesn't that, matter. I I'll never, never, ever, the rest of the year, want to hear them. If they win. If they win, I don't want to hear any more about it. No, we're not even mentioning them. They're going in. North Melbourne Territory. Into the Cone of Silence. But they're going so far in there that if you mention them, I'm just going to get up and walk out. Excellent. Because, they're on, like I said, they're on top of my shit list. If they win this and it costs me money again by being inconsistent, then I will just blow
0: up. Okay. Stay tuned, ladies and gents. Saturday afternoon, we're heading down to Kadinnia Park. Geelong are hosting North Melbourne. And although these teams are pretty much evenly matched on paper, Geelong are significant favourites, $1.45 versus the Ruse, who are two seventy-eight outsiders. I don't know about this one. Ben Jacobs has been just nullifying all the midfielders wherever he goes. Big Ben Crust of the Crown Brown has been just kicking snags wherever he goes. Is there an angle here for North to win?
1: Oh, look, I've been very tempted to tip North. If I wasn't if I wasn't still in the hunt for fully tipping, I probably would have tipped north. But I'm still in the heart and I'm playing a bit safe. At home, Geelong are generally a better team. But the footy that North have been playing has been really, really good. But And that's what worries me. I think they, like the sort of style they play and the forwards they have, like you weight know, will come back in as well. That could put a lot of pressure on Geelong's defenders. And I, I really struggle to see where Geelong are going to kick a score under a pretty good, well-organized North team. So there is a part of me that wants to tip north and put money on north, but I'm probably going to sit out here and it would not surprise me at all if off-north won.
0: Okay. If so, you can
1: sway me, I'm happy to hear you sway me. Well, Geelong concedes seven
0: goals a game at Kinnia Park this season. Yep. So not many teams win scoring 42
1: points. No. But,
0: These are also the two stingiest defences in the NFL. Yeah. So I just go the unders. The over-under here is 161 and a half. Okay. That's eighty points each. Yeah, that's not happening. No, probably not. So I'd go the under, and then again I'm leaning to Geelong. So if you if you were playing it safe and wanted to have a have a dibble, have a have a punt, I'd go the under at a dollar ninety two, obviously, or Geelong to win one to thirty nine plus the under, and then the same game multi gives you three dollars seventy
1: five. That's why I think the under is probably a good bet as well. We just spoke about four Geelong will. They don't want the ball getting quick to the defenders. Yeah, I mean to the. Big forwards at North and you know, Zebo and Paynton and those sorts of players running around their feet uh, and you know Wood and etc. So they'll be playing slow football, methodical football to make sure. And if it does get turned over, it's going to be numbers behind the footy. So it'll be a low-scoring, a bit of a slog. So the unders is probably a pretty good bet.
0: Yeah. Saturday, the uh, afternoon slot. The Giants are playing Gold Coast, and although the Giants had a pretty decent win against Adelaide, everyone's just. Bought up all the Kool-Aid mix you could possibly get from the supermarket. They are a $1.05 favourites to the Gold Coast who are $10.50 outsiders at Spotless Stadium. The line here is 47.5 for a team that was only averaging 60-odd points a game. I was about to say... So, um, they go, they're going to hold Gold Coast
1: to 20. Yeah, I think... Kool-Aid, drinking. Kool-Aid. I'm more on the uh, the line here for Gold Coast. So, it's 45, 46 points... They won't lose by that much. Stewie Dewy came out after the game, put on his players, said it openly in the media. In the media, he's uh, lost May and Hall, I think. He'll bring in a couple more blokes, and I reckon it'll be a very, very dogged def, uh, display from Gold Coast. They'll make it a scrap, I think. And I think there's be, been a bit of rain the last few days in Sydney as well. Might be a bit dewy and a bit windy, bit wet up there at uh, their little ground. So I'll be backing in. The goalpost at the line of 46, I think it is, 45 and a half.
0: Yep, I'm definitely down with that. The only problem here for them would be that they're only averaging 51 points a game in the last three matches. So they're struggling to score. But I think for this game, as you said, Stuart, you would just say, defence first, boys. Let's just make sure we don't get embarrassed. Or, you know, let's stay in it in coaching terms. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, won't be a great watch. But I think, yeah, Giants to win, but the Suns not to get blown away. Maybe a weekend, a long weekend coming up, you can leave for you know, your winery tours or your uh, Airbnb cottages a bit early because Saturday night won't be great viewing either, I don't think. Stinker. St. Kilda are $4.30 outsiders under the dome against Sydney, who are $1.22 favourites. The line here is and a half. Everyone is, again, just pouring bulk Kool-Aid in because St. Kilda had finally put together a good quarter. Just one. We, we, we got to round 11. They put together one good quarter out of 44. Yep. Everyone's like, oh, they're back. They're fixed. They're great. It's good. They're playing Sydney, the perennial finalists. Probably the second most likely team to made the grand final. They're in trouble, but will they get spanked? Can Sydney actually spank a team? This I don't year?
1: think they'll spank them. They'll probably win by five or six goals. It's a bit like... Um the Kennedy and Darling—I know Darling didn't play much—but Kennedy last week. I can't see. I know they're bringing in Brown. I can't see who's going to run with Buddy.
0: Mm. No he, one.
1: He could—he could kick a few this week. He could absolutely monster a few, and uh, I reckon there's a few of the uh, bookmakers do a most disposed most goals double. Just find someone you like to get a few possessions and stick it with Lance Franklin because he will kick a few. So maybe a Jack Stephen, Lance Franklin double or, you know, a Josh Kennedy or, a, I don't know, someone like that who you know is going to rack up your 30s. Chuck it together or get the most possessions. Chuck it together with maybe a Sebastian Rossum as well. Those two like to rack it up. You know, so you don't have massive accumulators. But chuck it with... Uh, Buddy Frank, when you get around six dollars. That'll be my play because yeah, you know, you'd think Sydney win easily five six goals quite comfortably. Yeah, but you just never know. said Eddie had, I'd, yeah, just watch watching tips Sydney. On it.
0: So the interesting one here for me is that the last three of the four matches from both sides have gone over. Yep, and we think Sydney's going to win about that five to six goal margin. So my play here would be Sydney to cover the line at twenty six. And they go over the 168. 168 is not a lot of points, 80 points each. If Sydney kicks 100, that's only 68 to St Kilda. That seems doable for mine. That gives you $3.25, which I think is a pretty tasty bet for a game that otherwise maybe leave it alone, unless you want to watch the bloody highlights. And there could be another 10 goal showing from the big man himself. Heading on to Sunday, 110 at the Gabba. Brisbane are $2.25 outsiders at home. Against the Bombers, who are sixty favourites. The line here is 10 points. And uh, I don't know how that's the case. I don't know why the Bombers are favourites here after being absolutely embarrassed by Richmond last week.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm they t- were
0: listless. They gave up. They I've, gave up.
1: I've tipped Brisbane. $2.30. Probably overs because of your be highest scoring game. Yeah, Brisbane, load up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Brisbane... A five and one against the spread. They've covered the spread in the five of the last six games, and four of the last five have gone overs. So if you want to go Brisbane and the overs, that's a pretty good value bet. But your regulation value there is obviously Brisbane at two dollars twenty-five, and the Bombers are going to start to decline.
1: I wouldn't mind getting around because Essen will play. You know, Their attacking style of football, they went a bit more sideways, and a bit under pressure, and they, they didn't like the ball movement that they'd shown the previous two weeks against Richmond because Richmond didn't allow it. Yeah. I think it's to be a pretty open game. I don't really see anyone going with Zorko. Zorko's around 5 bucks for 30 touches, so get around that. And Duran in our Sunday action,
0: Fremantle, $3.05 outsiders at home at the Purple Fortress against Adelaide, who Dollar Thirty Eight, Fremantle got beaten by 10 goals last week by no other than Collingwood.
1: Yep, at the MCG. So
0: that either suggests that Freeman are pretty bad or Collingwood's very good. I don't think you
1: can look much into it, to be honest. I yeah. Fremantle, uh, 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 just can't all, travel. all year, have been poor away. But the worry for me was Freeman's previous home game where they got absolutely thumped by North, which, you know, probably four months at the moment match up. So I'd be I'm, I've tipped Adelaide. I'm not playing here at all. Uh, yeah, just tip Adelaide, and I, I won't even watch it. It's yuck. Fair enough.
0: Only angle here I could find is that Matt Crouch is averaging 30 disposals per game in his last five matches. Yep. You can get two dollars thirty for him to have 35.
1: It's not too bad against Freo. No, no uh, five. Uh, you know Ross Lyons dropped about six yeah. blokes with all experience, brought on his young players. Didn't really give him much. Five out suspended. Neil has been great. Cam McCarthy's slipping back into some old form. Mm. They really, oh, they just lack it. They lack, I don't know what, what's going on down there. Like, they, especially at home, like, you think they'll be a bit better than like they were against North. They win the game and they just disappeared. And the last few times they've played away from home, like, they just struggle to score and watch them on, watch them on Sunday. They, they almost just gave up. Like, it wasn't that last quarter where the game really opened up a bit. Collingwood was a bit lazy and you could see, you know, we stopped, we did a bit of West Coast and Buckley was fuming. But before that, that third quarter, like it was a scrap. He tried to make it a scrap. Probably realised that he wasn't going to win the game unless there was some scoring involved. Opened it up a little bit and we just went bang. And they had no answer. Yeah. They couldn't win the footy. Fife was quiet. Neil was quiet. They lacked that bit of polish and, yeah, they were pretty poor. But I wouldn't be putting any money on the game either.
0: And to round out the abbreviated weekend to the buy round, we have Queen's birthday football on the Monday. Melbourne, the Blue and Red Storm are a $1.58 favourites against the arch enemy Collingwood. $2.40 outsiders at the G. The line here, 10 points. The over-under, one seventy-seven. I think Collingwood have been underrated in the last month. They've had very impressive wins. They've had... Players like Dugowie, the, the hyphen, Hoskin-Elliot, and, and Severson all pop up, kick goals, fix their forward line problems, but they've had nothing in terms of the hype as the Ds. Everyone's about the Ds, the top-scoring side. They've got stars everywhere. Their back line apparently is amazing as well with Hibby and, and they've got McDonald up front. How much of a loss is leather because I really don't think he did that much for them. No. Everyone's talking up he's like, you know, he's no. defensive instruction and leather no. but they've still got, you know, the older heads there. He
1: was, he poor, was, he was poor all year until they played some crap teams like St Kilda and, uh you know, so they knock off Essendon and, like, he was, he's been ordinary and, you know, he's a young kid, he's still got a lot to learn, he's going to be alright but, but, yeah, he's obviously paying a bit too much for what, he, for what he's worth but, well, this year anyway. But they've got players, like Lewis can go back and play that role. They've got other players that play that role. Don't forget, he's only been there for what this year, so for half a season. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's pretty new to their structures and everything as well. So he's not obviously understanding that fully yet, which is probably you know attributed to his form. So that, they'll find someone that can slide in and do that. I've got no problems. So I think they'll cover that. They'll beat us, they'll cover the line, and all the Melbourne supporters will keep, you know, being... You got you got no, no hope don't, for an upset here?
0: You don't have a, you don't no, think that you no. know Granny comes in and, and keeps the big max going quiet?
1: No, we've we been good but we're not that good yet. They're, they're still better than us, Melbourne. Wow. Concession, easy concession there from Baz. Well, they just dropped off my shit list after Port and JWS and last week. And you know, so they are out of the top five. So I can start being a bit more rational with them. Yeah, But I think they're better than us and ten and a half points is pretty good, I think. I
0: have them as well to cover a dollar ninety two. That's probably my best bet for <laughs> It's our feature bets, the real money makers. And taking the rings this week is gonna be the big
1: barrel. Ruffy is Zorko thirty or more possessions, five bucks. Value is Brisbane at two dollars thirty to win. My best bet. Is Richmond to win? At $2.10.
0: You're right there. Do you need a tissue?
1: Oh, It hurt to say this. And this is why I'm really, really pissed off at Port Wynne. Because uh, I'll give Richmond a spray, as well, I reckon. Anyway, my multi is Richmond to win, Brisbane to win, Gold Coast at the line, which gives you $9.27.
0: Not bad. Not bad at all. Much like this round, very short, sharp, to the point feature bet section there. I have to reiterate it. We are up. 25% return on investment for our best bets, 64.5% on our values and roughies. So we will jag you a few across the course of the season. Most of us will have the weekend off from our amateur sports. So make sure you get down to the Yorkshire Hotel, watch some free, enjoy a few more beers than you possibly would on a regular weekend because of your sporting commitments.
1: And we will see you.